You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, we hope you are able to use your employment rights to keep yourself safe from those who would wish to negatively impact your working day. We say you don't come to work to be treated this way. In this week's episode, we look at a worrying trend emerging where your mental health is used against you to make false allegations of bullying. What do we mean? Well, there are a number of worrying cases where work colleagues are aware that perhaps you may have a mental health impairment, which you are living with and working with. The kinds of mental health impairments people are managing at work can include depression, low mood, bipolar disorder, milder forms of dementia, autism, dyslexia and various forms of medication-managed psychological mental health impairments. Now, in reality, your medical history is supposed to remain a private matter between you and your employer. But because mental health impairments in most cases can be classified as a disability, This does mean that for you to get the support at work to manage your duties and responsibilities, you do have to let your manager know about your mental health impairment, after which your manager has a legal duty under the Equality Act to treat you fairly by making reasonable adjustments to your working conditions, which are supposed to support you to perform your work duties effectively. The Equality Act defines reasonable adjustments as a recognition that achieving equality for disabled people may mean changing the way that your employment is structured, which could mean removing physical barriers or providing you with extra support so you can perform your duties effectively, whether you are a worker or indeed a job applicant. In addition to this, What you also need to be aware of is that your mental health condition does not have to be diagnosed by a doctor. It helps if you do have a diagnosis because this can make things easier. But the Equality Act offers protection to disabled workers, both diagnosed and undiagnosed, by defining disability using the social model of disability and not the medical model of disability. And that being the case, all you need to do to transfer the legal duty of care to your employer, which is contained in the Equality Act, all you need to do is to explain to your employer that you have a mental health impairment and that your mental health impairment is long-term and that your impairment has a substantial adverse effect on your ability to carry out your day-to-day work activities. 
And then the final thing you need to be aware of is that for your mental health impairment to be classed as a disability under the Equality Act, your condition needs to last as long as a year. And that can be a year projected into the future or a year looking back on the past and continuing to affect you going into the future. Then, once your employer receives this information, the Equality Act legal duty kicks in and your employer then has to take steps to understand your condition so as to make the relevant reasonable adjustments to your working environment to support you to do your job. But one of the unintended consequences of you perhaps having to share your medical history with the company is that your immediate manager will most likely know about your mental health impairment in order to fulfil the company's legal duty under the Equality Act. And all may remain well. The manager may well accept the legal duty and may well do what is necessary to support you until something changes at work. And what tends to happen is that you get the distinct feeling that perhaps more people than you realised may know about your mental health impairment because suddenly people are attempting to scapegoat you for things that may be going wrong at work. Suddenly, you get the distinct impression of undertones in conversations that seem to suggest that your impairment may be affecting workplace relationships, for example, starting with very subtle statements like, we all used to get along, but Julie just seems a little off these days and she's snapping at people. Or, I didn't want to say anything, But Dave's attitude at work seems to have changed recently and he seems to rub people up the wrong way by the tone in his voice and the way he speaks to people. Now, if you're Julie or Dave, seeing changes in people's treatment of you or changes in their behaviour towards you or hearing anything like these suggested comments, especially if these changes appear to be supported by the manager, Well, it's likely to unsettle you, but more importantly, it leaves you vulnerable and could suddenly leave the door open to possible false allegations being made against you that you, for example, are making people feel uncomfortable to the extent that they're perhaps feeling bullied or you're affecting their work performance. Now, we're not saying here that people with mental health impairments never get it wrong or never impact colleagues around them if perhaps they're going through an unsettling time with their impairment. No, we're not saying that. But what we are saying is that taking these types of situations into consideration There is still a worrying trend in people's mental health impairments suddenly being cited as possible reasons why the environment at work seems to have suddenly changed. And we are saying that when that happens, and if this is happening to you, you need to be aware of this shift and possible unfair attempts to transfer responsibility onto you for someone else's issues. 
and that when this happens, it should be seen as a possible attempt to bully you, maybe to silence you or to isolate you or to unsettle you or to scapegoat you for someone else's mistakes or even to push you out of your job. There are even tribunal cases where workers have used colleagues' mental health impairments to make themselves into victims, alleging poor or unlawful treatment, only to then bring cases to employment tribunal, alleging unfair or unlawful treatment. One case that springs to mind relates to an older worker who had mild dementia but still worked successfully in the business, only to find that when he raised queries about the work of one of his managers, the manager suddenly resigned, claiming he had been dismissed by way of redundancy. And then later on, bringing a case to tribunal, claiming that he had been made redundant and not been paid his redundancy. In that particular case, the tribunal saw through the attempts to scapegoat the older worker with dementia and threw out the manager's claim, calling the situation a really unusual case. And that goes to the heart of this episode, that these situations are unusual. So if in listening to this podcast episode, you suddenly find yourself relating to the content, the next step is to not stay silent about it. Also, it's good to journal what is happening at work so you have a record of who is doing what and how things are changing. Doing both these things may still mean that you don't feel like you want to do anything formal about the situation. But if you change your mind and you get to the point of deciding to complain about the treatment you are receiving and perhaps making that decision to take formal action, you at least don't have to try to recall the things that have happened to you because you will have a written record of what has been happening in your notebook. And that's it for this week. Remember that at Employment Rights Online, we're here to support you to work through these types of concerns. And in January 2022, we will be launching our Challenging Abuse and Bullying at Work course, which will be accompanied by live coaching sessions where you can work through workplace problems in real time. Of course, because some of the course will be live, places will be limited and for this reason, we're taking expressions of interest now. If you would like to be added to our waiting list for the course, please send your expression of interest to bullyingcourse at Employment Rights Online. Once we receive your email, we'll be in touch with you with further information about the course. You can also find the email link at the bottom of the show notes for this particular podcast episode. As usual, you can find all our other support links in the show notes for this episode. And remember, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. And at the time when this episode is going out, we may be near to the new year, 
So we take the opportunity to wish you all a happy 2022. Bye for now. <laughs>